Hey folks, my name is Andy Sido. I'm an artist, songwriter, musician, living in Denver, Colorado. And my guest this week is also Denver, Colorado-based singer, songwriter, and musician, Joel Ansett. You're listening to Middle Class Rockstar. All right. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, Joel and I have been friends for several years, um, but we've never really gotten to sit down and talk shop and and catch up a bunch. We both uh, live in the Denver area. We're both singer-songwriters. We both attend the Durango Songwriters Expo on a somewhat regular basis, but we've never gotten to to really sit down and hang one-on-one something unique about Joel. Unlike the vast majority of indie artists, he makes a large portion of his income from streaming royalties. He has over 250,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and his most played song, This Could Be, has been streamed on the platform nearly 6 million times. In our conversation, we chat about revenue streams, how he invests in his recordings, the role that Christianity plays on his music, and Squid Game. If you enjoy... This podcast, please let others know, subscribe, or write a five-star review. Um, Five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Music uh, help out the most. It brings more people to listen to the podcast, and it's absolutely free. It just takes a second. If you'd like to help out in a monetary way, I'm on Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy Sido. Let's jump into the show, but first, a quick thanks to our sponsor, Narrator Music. Visit narratormusic.com for simple and affordable licensing for sync. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, shoot me an email at middleclassrockstar at gmail.com. Here's my conversation with Joel Ansett. It's fun to chat with friends. It's fun to do this in person, too. Um, way better it is yeah well the a lot of avenues got opened up for the podcast during covid because we didn't have to be in person i interviewed a guy from south africa you know or right like it was it, way more normal to just say hey just we'll do it online yeah. yeah 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 and so we got so used to that that it's become convenient yep 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 but it's nice the human interaction is nice my eyes hurt after a while <laughs> Dude, totally. Even when I practice, I'm looking at an iPad. Yeah, Like, it's yeah, just, yeah. I can't get right. away. Well, it would be silly, too. Like, we're both here. You know, we're right. both here. Like, that would I would have felt sad. It's I like mean, two Colorado songwriters having a Zoom meeting. Well, where do you where do you live exactly? We're in Cap Hill right oh, now. Oh, yeah, man. That's, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy. It was 20 minutes. It's good I got to get to, to I, got, I got to call my mom on the drive, listen to some listen to some of your music so it was a good good drive I, that's awesome i'm glad to be <laughs> it's in a person. very wholesome drive uh, yeah it sounds <laughs> like that it. nobody did any there were no drugs on yeah. this drive yeah it was just a normal drive uh, yeah that's right that's um, right you know it it is it's cool to to interview somebody that i know a lot of times these are with people that i don't you like know. meeting them for the first time yeah and that oh, wow. has its own fun thing too, too. But totally. that's a little scary because you don't, I you know, I try to match people on their intensity. Okay. Right, and sometimes you don't know if. Right. Do you curse like a sailor? Are you very a very wholesome person? Sometimes you don't know till you get on the line with them. 
I got you. Well, that's an interesting. I I wouldn't have thought that would be part of hosting. Uh, there's a kindness to matching someone's energy. There's also a kindness to just like doing your thing, right? Right. True. True. So that's a uh, that's a tough. It's a tough thing that I battle with. Yeah, yeah. When I go back and listen, and besides the fact that I hate my speaking voice, you know, there's <laughs> there's the criticisms constantly too. Oh gosh, it's distinctive. You you have a radio speaking voice. Thank you. That is a comp. There's like a voiceover thing. Have, have people told you that before? I get told that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, duh. So but when I hear so my own voice, I'm I like, I was gonna like, I'm no say Brett Saunders new. or anything, you know. <laughs> But, uh, you know, but it's distinctive in a good way. So you hate it, but it's like anybody else hears it and it's like, that's Andy. That's Andy. So that's a strength. I like it. It is. Yeah. 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 I'm going to give up songwriting. <laughs> Just do the interviews. <laughs> Don't do that. I also had to tell you too, we, we saw each, last time we saw each other in person was, I, I mm. think it was at the Durango Expo. Probably. Was it yeah. like last October? I think like 2021? that sounds right. Over a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw you at that, and I I like my television. I work at home all day, right? So right, right. I take like a twenty minute lunch break, and I'll watch a show. I'll watch a show before bed when I'm on okay. the road, and I'm in the back seat. Yeah. I like to watch a show. Absolutely. Uh, and I take friends' recommendations very seriously. Okay. And I was sitting with you at the Durango Expo and you were mm. talking about a show, I mean, for like 20 minutes. You were big on this show that I'd never heard of. Oh, no, I don't even remember what you're about to say. Well, and now everybody's heard of it and I still haven't watched it. Oh. Squid Game. Oh, was I hyping about you, it? <laughs> you were hyping it the whole time we were sitting there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I did get into that show. <laughs> that show is dark, man. You still haven't watched it? No. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Don't okay. worry about that. So you're not recommending it anymore? Uh, uh, I mean, that was one of those like cultural phenomenons, like the phenomenons that like ever, it seems like everybody watched it in like a month. Like when it went right to the top of like most streamed show. So it was kind of this craze. And then the world it created was so distinctive and like... And the attention to detail and all the, f that just like, it, it was, it's very engaging, but very violent. Yeah. Very violent and, yeah. and, and paints like a, it's an interesting to see like the way <laughs> other cultures view American culture, like, especially in that one is like, Ooh, hmm. like entertainment addicted to a, yeah to a, uh, tragic extent. Well, they're not wrong. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's that part is hard, a tough pill to swallow and a little revealing. You watched it in, you watched it with English closed captions, but you watched it in the language that they filmed it in. Correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, I, remember, you remember a lot about this conversation. Yeah, That's yeah. so funny, man. I don't remember. I guess I talk about what I'm excited about. I must have been excited. I must have been excited. Yeah. You. You were. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just our last conversation together, so I'm bringing it up. That's perfect, man. That's context, <laughs> like our 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 relationship, conversational context. Yeah. When I I also like to, you know, when you're at those things, those yeah. there's they're fatiguing, and you got to bring your A game, and uh, you got to be ready for critique and criticism. Yeah. And it's nice to sit down with a buddy and not talk about music at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Always. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I always go to those things kind of alone too. That's what I'm realizing. Like some people go with the crew 
or a couple of people. So I'm at those, I'm usually wandering around alone and then just a familiar face is nice. It's like, okay, I know this person. Okay. This is a, yeah, that's, that's a nice, how long have you been going to those for? I've been between Ventura and yeah. Broomfield. I've been to maybe eight or nine of them. Yeah. That sounds, I think I'm on the same track. Yeah. But they're kind of spread out sometimes. I've been spreading them out. And in mm-hmm. the, the one that, the last one that mm-hmm. we went to, you won the song competition, right? There was a little, there was a thing. It wasn't really at, it was more like an online song. It was the online one. Yeah. Petition, but there was like a, yeah, that song Ease. They, they, they said I could go to the sync one like for free. That was the award. What? Which is exciting. Did you? that's an expensive one. I still haven't gone. But this coming up in May, I'm going to go. So I got like second or third place or something. And I have my little frame right there for for Alibi. And and I think... We were rivals for a moment. Yeah, I think you screwed me out of the free sync thing. And you would have gone by now. (laughs) And here here I am. Taking it for granted. Yeah, truly. Gosh. That was a great song. Mm. You, You know? You you. Yeah, I like Ease a lot. Ease is a, I'm very proud of Ease. And it was yeah. on an EP, which is a little strange. Every time I look at it, I'm like, are you, are you trying to sneak onto an album? And I'm like, <laughs> no, let's just let it exist there. That's fine. Do you have conversations with your songs? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like how do they go? I mean, I think just, I, I do write a lot by myself. So that's just a way to maintain sanity is just to talk to the, you know, it's dumb stuff that I think anybody probably does if you're like doing a chore or doing a, like when a little lyric is like, wait, are you the title? You know, you <laughs> You say it out loud, yeah, don't you're you? you're like, oh my goodness, you're trying to be the title right now. And yeah. then the ultimate promotion for a lyric would be title to like, song title to like album title. That's, yeah. that is what a ride for that lyric. You know, that's a high five for that sheet of paper. Non-existence to lyric to song title to album title is every, every lyric's dream is probably to be an album title, right? Right. Every lyric's dream. That's probably the biggest goal yeah. of a lyric when it gets written down. <laughs> They're in their own hustle and struggle just like us. <laughs> I wonder what, yeah, I wonder what son of a bitch thought when it like went super viral for Nathaniel Hatliff. <laughs> right, right, right. Underdog story. Underdog story. True. Big time. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Do you write your lyrics on pen and paper or have you converted to iPad or something? I'll jump around. It'll kind of, it'll jump around. Like it all starts like on just a notes document on my phone. There's just like song titles and lyrics and I'm just kind of constantly collect. I'm kind of, you're constant. Songwriters are collectors. That's one of my big things. Yep. And that's when I realized it's less of a mystery it's kind of just commit to collecting ideas over time, musical ideas, lyrics, and like thematic ideas or whatever. Yeah. And then when I sit down to write, I'm just trying to mix and match stuff I've already collected. Yeah. As opposed to trying to conjure something up out of thin air. It's right. like, oh, this little riff, that's kind of a match with this little lyric I wrote. You kind of speed date your your collected ideas. That's how it goes for me. Yeah. So... So it's on my phone to start, and then I have a big desk of like where I'll scribble for a little bit. But it's much faster to. Uh, I'm sure we could talk a lot about like the internal editor when we're writing. Yeah, 
and I found on the computer it's easier to silence the editor because you can just start cruising. Whereas right. if I'm going like this, I start thinking about, is that good or is that you know right. it's dumb questions at that that early in the process, dumb questions. Whereas if I can just just kind of blurt out a bunch of thoughts and then go back and see like, all right, maybe there's a lyric in what I just wrote when I wasn't trying to be an editor. Do you? Uh, do you continue editing your songs mm. even after it's too late to edit your songs? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a... Yeah, I have an unhealthy perfectionist that can show up. Uh, I'm still, like, I just got the new album mastered, and I'm like, it's a very difficult... Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not ready to be done. I am in one sense, but, I, you know, you'll hear a line and be like, oh, like... Yeah. Oh, the second half of verse two. Like there's a song where the second half of verse two I was just listening to is like, that doesn't really land the plane at all. Like, yeah, well, that, that just rhymed. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? And that's how it's going out. You know, it's I this happened to me this morning. Oh. Uh, a song that I've played live probably 250 times. Mm. Uh, it's one of my main songs. I love it. I love how it was produced. Mm. And I was making like a YouTube short this morning and I was typing the lyrics in and I was rereading them to make sure I spelled everything correctly mm. because unlike everybody else, I don't think it's cool to have spelling errors in your TikToks. <laughs> like I, I don't think that's cool at all. And uh, they don't capitalize letters. They call it a lack of professionalism. Yeah, is what I was, that's what it know. is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I was reading it and I, I rhymed again with again, you know, or something like that. I just ended both... Yeah. And it works. It flows. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But I also thought I should have at least caught that and thought about it. How did uh, that not happen? Oh, so the first time you noticed. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. <laughs> so it really works. It I must. mean, if this is the it first must. time you noticed, like it works. There's no doubt. I suppose so. You're making YouTube shorts. You're kind of, that's... That's that's cutting edge for, that's next for little indie singer-songwriters like us. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> how how did it feel? Did it, did did you like your edit or? I'm trying to put I'm trying to uh, put up a, a short and a talk and a gram every day. That's that's so. I'm good. trying. That's really good. The New Year's resolution, it, but it's you know I, I'm sure you you know it can be very discouraging mm. when you spend like a lot of time editing something and then 14 people watch it. <laughs> <laughs> The win is to post it. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a headspace I'm in now. It's like this no-brainer. Like, there are new, there are new listeners. The most exciting people to think about are your already fans, right? That's like yeah. the people who really love what you do. The next exciting, the next most exciting people to think about are the people that would love your music. Yeah, you know, the the prioritization of those two is important to me because I think sometimes. I know in the I know in the label world and everything it almost becomes everything is about the people who would love you. Yeah. And so it's always about more fans, more 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 more. Right. Which the way to grow a career is actually to love on it's counterintuitive but like love on the people who already love it. This is turning into its own little rant, but it's I love it. But but there's like a uh yeah, love on the love on the people who already love it. Um but then that's, that doesn't mean we can't think about, oh, there's a lot of people out there who would love it. And yeah, YouTube shorts and TikTok, there's like, uh, 
I've done my fair share of just hating on all of that, but, but yeah. I am turning a corner and like there are, that's, that's for free access to new listeners that I kind of been an idiot not to like just do something consistent, like post once a day. Yeah. A simple little goal, even if it takes me an embarrassingly like it, it just will at the start. Like it takes me like an hour to make a post right now, right. sometimes longer, yeah. which is like, what am I doing with my time? It pay. feels like a waste, <laughs> even though it's like a big part of your job. <laughs> right, right. It's a massive part of your job, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, That's great you're doing it, though. That's that. I, I, I think it's a sign of maturity to stop making fun of it and start like making little posts that get no traction. I think yeah. maybe this is, maybe I'm just saying this to feel better about, so we feel better about like... Uh, <laughs> I'm into it. Posting um, poorly viewed TikToks, but whatever. Well, you do a good job of of posting, and I mean, I, the the platform I see you on is Instagram. Yeah. Um, I don't really consume anything on TikTok. I just post on it, which is probably bad. Yeah. That's maybe the next step. But uh, I don't know. I I kind of love that. Yeah. I, I mean, they'll say. I guess you gotta like get to know the context. But no, dude, that's like it's like a black hole, man. Well, that that's Instagram, right? That's got it, got you know, yeah. That's the toilet social media of choice. Yeah. And um. <laughs> So that's where I consume your content. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing when I consume <laughs> your content. But you're good at it, and you you seem genuine, and mm. I don't. It doesn't seem like you're necessarily following trends, but just mm. being you. I, I I mean, one time you got on and just told a story about you were racing your son around the block, uh. and you had. I, I'm trying to remember. You had to stop uh. to check on him. To make sure that he didn't get too far ahead, you know, I don't okay, know. Okay. You had to check on him because he I was. Forget how this story ends. He so was I'm being thrilled. a three-year-old, and you had to. Yeah. Right. 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 You got to trying to smoke him. Keep your eyes on him. Right. 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 And so you had to stop running hmm. for some reason. Okay. Oh, and and he said, "Dad, you you cheated. Like you're not supposed to stop running, or something like that." Oh, I don't remember. Oh oh oh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, because he had the goal of trying to get all the way around the block without stopping. Yes. And and so I was like, oh, that's my goal too. We'll do it. And I was, I, I'm actually very tired. I was very tired, but I yeah. was way ahead of him. So I was like, oh, I'll stop to check on him. Yeah. It was actually because I was tired. And then we get to the end. He completed it. And we he was we were trying to be hyped about like you complete like you you achieved it like you did it. And I was like, we did it. And then he was like. Mm. You stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's what happened. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that brutal. Funny. Brutal honesty is uh, is a part of parenthood. How old is he? Oliver's six now. Six. I have a six year old son. Do you have any more kids? Or do... I have three babies. You have three? Yeah, man. What? <laughs> it's a it's a loud, beautiful house. Uh, Oliver, I I won't say all their names, but six year old. I'll say their names to you off the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, six-year-old, four-year-old, and a one-year-old. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and you love them all equally. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's funny, man. I mean, there's a, yeah, no, there's a, there's favorite things about each of them, you know. The youngest is like my favorite temperament. Uh, she's okay. just like very chill. She just is, well, she kind of knew like this family needs no more drama. She just kind of, she's yeah. one year old. She's like quiet, you know, sleeps, eats well. She's like a dream baby. That's great. So, so she's, I mean, she's a favorite. 
Yeah. <laughs> a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, we got um, babies making songs. Making babies right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's like one album for a baby. That's how it's kind of gone so far. That's my, my wife and I will joke about that. Make a baby, make a make an album. That's that's one way to do it. And they're both expensive. Mm. Is the you know, and it's you know, is this the is baby true. or the album more expensive? So, you know, it's probably, the album's more expensive. Yeah, for, by far. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess over time, it's gonna the dollars are gonna add up. But well, you're not getting the organic food though, or anything, you know. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, that, that could turn into a nice, like, it depends on how you want to make albums though. Cause the way I have done it is like, they're kind of expensive. The albums are expensive. So, and that's, uh, that's, that's not a wrong way to make an album, but like, that's just how I've, that's just how I've done it. With this last one, yeah, you went out to the West coast. I don't remember exactly where, uh, mm -hmm. but you, I mean, it was, you stayed on campus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. to speak yeah. and made the record. Talk about that process a little bit yeah we did it was a blessing because in the past when i've made records i'm just away from the family yeah it's like a two three week stint which is its own like it's its own bad news situation because it's like making an album is it's is like can be emotionally draining i'm not a producer engineer type i have ideas i'm pretty i'm a songwriter yeah um, and the songs sound a certain way in my head and I'll make demos to try and get at it. But then once we're in the studio, like it starts to take shape fast and it's always different. And there's almost this process where once you start recording, I start to have the thought of like, oh, well maybe the next one, maybe the next one will like, it'll sound like it does in my head. And it's not like it's worse. It just takes, it's, it just what recording is hard. Yeah. It's hard to record. Like yep. you, I could sit here and play a, if there were no mics on and it was just you and me in the room, I could sit here and play a song and we could both have a little moment. You could share a song with me and be like, that's a great song. And then you just put one mic in the middle of us. It's hard. It's over. It's hard to, there's the engineering knowledge of setting it up right, but then even the performance part, it's really hard to just, to just do it like there, it's not being recorded. Right. So recording is intense for me for various reasons. Um, and then when I, when that, when I would do it and I'm away from my family, then it just kind of compounds. Cause like you have a studio day where you're trying to, you're working hard recording something. Um, and then like, go like be alone in a room for the evening and then go back in the, no, it's just like, no, it's not hell. It's just not a good, it would be an intense sort of emotional spiral situation in the past. And then this time with, especially with young kids, it's like, let's just try and do it as a family. So we rented out. Our, our little place here and then that gave us some money to rent out a place in LA so it's kind of like a house swap yeah so we just got a small little we all hunkered down and it was like five weeks in LA with the fam we would record like noon to six um like work hard like noon to six a hard six hours as opposed to these like uh, 14 hour days the night you know as if you're inspired it's like no we clock in we clock out and it was a really beautiful um it, it, the the newest albums produced by john joseph who i've worked with the last like two or three records now uh he has some kids too so we just got into a great rhythm of like we work six hard six hours and then it's family time and then we clock back in and it's like a four week four you weeks. went to a studio <clears throat> that was away from the 
the place you rented. Yeah. So he has a studio and we just found the cheapest place we could like within three miles. Yeah. And I just found like the bus route and hop on the bus, go to the studio, bus back. It was, it was a, it was an awesome, it was an awesome process. Um, but, but yeah, more expensive, uh, as, as a, there's like, there's different ways. Like, I'd be curious where you're at now, but right now I'm like at three grand a song. That's like what it costs. Yeah. Like it's about three grand. Yeah. Um, which it's hard to know when that's a good investment. Uh, ROI is very uh, tough to yeah, detect. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm starting to get to, to like, no, that's a good investment. It might take 10 years, it might take five years for that, but, but I'm starting to see now okay, it is going to, it is going to pay for itself over time. Yeah. Whereas like five years ago, it was like, the, what am I doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Um, how many songs did but, you record? Uh, 11. And three Eleven. are out, right? Three are out. That's right. Yep. The most yeah, recent man. single, uh, just what January 13th, right? Oh I'll yeah, man. Yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and I want to talk about the sound of them too in, okay. in the production a little bit, but it's yeah. it's interesting to me that the six hour workday, hmm. I really like that. I So about three weeks ago, hmm. um, an engineer buddy of mine flew out from Nashville. He comes out every few months and we book like a week hmm. in the studio and I produce Amazing. and he engineers and we always fill the dates. Yeah. So yeah. It, we had three different artists, mm-hmm. um, wonderful artists. It was so fulfilling to make this music with them. Dude. And- it's as a producer, like part of my thing is budgeting too. Like I, yeah. I want to help yeah. with whatever. And does, does the artist give you their full budget and then you figure out how to spend it or how's that go down? It depends yeah. on everybody. Some yeah, people, yeah, sure. some people will say, you know, this is what I got. And I yeah. say, okay, well we can't do it at this studio, you right, know, right, or, right. or, got or it, got whatever. It. Um, but you know, other times I just send a spreadsheet and say, hey, this is what everything's going to cost mm-hmm. so you can lay your eyeballs on it. Mm-hmm. And it is it's always a shocking figure. Right. right? Even right, if right, right. even if you're taking the cheaper studio and the cheaper session musicians, right. it still is a lot. Totally. And then and then I have to say, and this doesn't include mixing or mastering. Here's right. probably what that'll cost. But yeah. it depends on who we go with. Right. But the six hour workday is interesting because hmm. I always want and as an artist, exactly the same. Mm. Hey, we have a full day booked. Okay, we're going to be in there for 12 hours. Right, right, we're right. We're going to get it done. Sure. Lunch break, we go out one at a time and you can eat one slice of pizza, you know, or whatever. <laughs> right, right, but right. But that's always in the back of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. the maximum productivity, don't waste any minutes. Right. But I actually saw it very clearly a couple of weeks ago because I was not the artist all week. I okay. was always on the other side of the console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started to see at what point people would start to do things just for pride or just to run down. Sure. You have to do rabbit holes in the studio to right, see if right, things right. work. Right, but there right. were times when I'd be sitting in with the engineer and we'd be both be like, this isn't going to work, but we have to like let them chase it. it because they, it. they have to do it. Yeah. 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 And, uh, because you've been the artist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you right. can't, I don't think it's something I can ever see as my own artist. <laughs> Only on the other side of the console. So <laughs> That clarity is inaccessible as the artist for some reason. But we, we did uh, different 
length of days, but I found mm. that the best length of day mm. was no more than eight hours. Sure. And I would be totally happy with six hour days as well. I mean, you're making, I mean, it, 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 it doesn't sound like hard work, but it's mentally, you're just making so many decisions. So like, that's what, and the noon to six was like the lunch break thing too. Cause that can throw you. If it's like, when do we take lunch? If you're in the middle of something yeah. and then you wait a little longer and then all of a sudden vibes are off cause someone's hungry or like you're trying to finish something. So it was like eat lunch before and then we'll hit, we're going to hit it from noon to six. Yep. And then we're out. Yeah. And so there was no a questions. good like, uh, yeah, there was a good like just stay as locked in as you can for the six hours and and then it's not this crazy late night. You come in the next day, you know, there's less second guessing happening with the noon to six um, two and less less rabbit trails, like you said, which yeah. for me is what I learned in that process was. If that's the if that's the vibe of this the recording, then I need to put in more hours on the front end, like pre production, demo wise, to get kind of the rabbit trail stuff out of my system. Yeah, because once you're in there doing it, then you're like, oh well, gosh, well, what if this is like uh, we might like the lead instrument should probably be a piano, actually. Yeah, and we're like four hours in right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like ah, that sometimes should've... that happens. Right, anyway, right, right, you know? right. It's there's no, yeah, nothing is there. There's Backtracking is fine if that's what the song needs, like just to do it again. But I did learn, I, yeah, to, to demo it out myself and do all the rabbit trail games before is like a very helpful part of the process for me. Cause then I can be in there with a lot more confidence that like I know where it started and where it's headed. And do you have trouble letting go when you do that? I mean, if you demo things on your own, hmm. you have a certain idea of what the song is supposed to sound like so then yeah. when the producer wants to do something a little different do you have yeah. trouble letting go of of your original idea um sometimes the, the the workflow we got into that was good is like if if the if the producer starts with the demo in the session then that's a that's just that's a helpful bridge to protect yourself from feeling like the worst feeling as an artist is when I've were uh, like you feel like a stranger to your own song once you start recording it because yeah. you're just like I don't even know what this is anymore. Yeah, and to have the demo in there, even if it's just like the scratch guitar is in there for like half the session and eventually it gets replaced, like that's a nice little way. That's kind of that was kind of how our flow ended. He'd start with the demo in there if there was a drum loop or something. Keep the same pattern. Like start with what it was and then you're kind of on a journey together of like oh you know what that could be different as opposed to just yeah i've heard the demo here's what we're doing yeah you know that yeah. and that as a kind way but also a help helpful way to start the sessions like the demo's in there yeah it's in there yeah. that's where we're starting yeah as opposed to like halfway being like i wonder if they listen to the demo you know <laughs> right 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 you know so <laughs> um and and the 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 most awkward thing to say ever in the session as an artist is like, well, but in the demo there was a like I I, I hate saying that. Yeah. I can imagine it's not fun to hear. Yeah. Sure. So no, it's in there. Like we we've all heard it. Yeah. Right. And right, that right. part works, and this part doesn't really work. And it's yeah. Like, um. So yeah, that's that that helped me let go. Long answer to your. 
your first Do, question. In, is it stressful? I mean, in terms of finances, I mean, you're talking about, about what it costs a song. Right, right, right. Right, 11 songs. Yeah. That's a whole lot. Gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean- and, and, and artists, yeah. have, like you were saying, artists yeah. have spent a lot less and artists have spent a whole lot more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you able to forget about that when you're recording? Mm-hmm. Or are there times where, you know, if it's unproductive for an hour, you start thinking about the money and mm-hmm. it stresses you out? Are you able to let go? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Because I think that's the reality that every, that's the reality every independent artist has that people might not consider is like where you're in there it's not (laughs) it's not like there's a financial burden that's always kind of in the mix it just is of like and in the past it was for me like i left my i'm away from my family to be here yeah we have this window to try and capture this song that i believe is a great song and we but that's not it's just not healthy pressure to put on the session like yeah with john and i there's a beautiful like creative tension of i'm like this is a song like this is a this is a precious thing that like took lots of varied experiences and like like this is and i and I, and i can go too far into that and that it can become like paralyzing that we might never record it yeah and john's vibe is always like it's just a song yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's just yeah. a song we're going to we're going to make it we're going to make it a good recording it's just a song right. so there's that good and like enjoy you're going to write another song you know and I'm like, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if it'll be as good. This thing is so. Yeah. There's something about this. So, <laughs> uh, it's not quite where you're going. But uh, the the first couple records, the answer would be yes. I felt the financial pressure, and I, it was weird though. I kickstarted those. My first two records, I kickstarted. Yeah. So I had the funds going in. So in those environments, I probably should have been a little more, uh, a little. A little more like, well, no, this is like, this is a risk-free, the funds are there. What a blessing. Yeah. I got to make the album. Yeah. The most recent album was the first time where the music had just made enough incrementally and we knew it was going to make enough over the rest of the year that it was, it was, it was just the music funding the new album. Um, but I felt the financial pressure less. I don't really know why. Yeah. Maybe slow. <laughs> maturity yeah yeah (laughs) just like uh uh and i guess the working relationship with joe we'd worked together a lot by then so there was less like less second guessing of like who the team is whereas early on you're kind everything's kind of like did we make the right decision to be in this room this group to try and capture this song yeah now it's kind of settled in of like there's a good group that i really trust that we're like no we're gonna make this album um it's going to cost a lot and in the next five years it's going to make its money back we hope yeah and um and maybe more when you seem like you have a really good handle on what you do i mm-hmm. mean we're always asked to put on so many different hats sure and one of the things that i've done a million times mm. and and you see friends do is wearing hats that don't fit very well sure sure. of course you always want to be learning and getting better at other things but um you know when you came in you're like well i'm a songwriter i don't i don't engineer i don't produce (laughs) and you and so you in your head it seems like Mm. don't even consider the possibility of well what if i got a few thousand dollars worth of equipment and spent a lot of time Mm. and some people are really good at that sure 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 and and you've said now that's i i focus on the song and 
-hmm. I know that I have to outsource to get the right product. Sure. And knowing where to outsource is like one of the toughest things as as an artist, I think. Totally. And and then committing to just like what I've thought too is just like committing to building that where to outsource. It's like there's no such thing as a perfect collaborator. There's just not. So if there's people where there's any sort of good thing happening, then it's like just stick with it. Yeah. (laughs) That's worth a lot. To record one song and release it and like be proud of it, that's such a major accomplishment. Yep. Like people have no idea just all the little things that have to to fall into place. Like we got that song to the finish line, like with this group, it's like, okay, like that, we should not take that for granted. Yeah. As opposed to, ah, oh, well, because there's a, such a thing, there would be such a thing as jumping around like team to team and then like you lo- you miss out on the, even just there might be shared language with an engineer or a drummer that like you just find one word that like, oh, we both think that word means the same thing. Right. <laughs> That's really helpful. Right. You know, like right. when I say this word, you hear it the same and you change your playing that. Oh, wow. There's just these little things that if you work with the same people over time, you start to it starts to just flow better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you say you you're going to make that money back you say this is an investment i know i'm going to make that back yeah where do those revenue streams come for you primarily Mm -hmm. at this point it's streaming mostly yeah streaming i feel kind of fortunate and lucky on the streaming front because i have friends that i love their songs more than mine that have (laughs) that haven't but i think it was yeah just streaming i found a little pocket in there somehow and that's it's gone and it can like last year was actually the first year truly where the streaming was like oh that's some income but before last year it was just kind of like that's just a thing yeah that that's where you put your music but last year was the first time uh a song like recouped in a way that was like oh you made its money back and now are like paying me. Yeah. Like, wow. But that's, I mean, dude, that was, it's like 10 years into releasing songs that right. I had that experience, <laughs> that I had that experience. Sure. But that, then that did kind of the green light went on. It's like, Oh, songs are a good investment for, for us now. Like it's yeah. a great investment. It's not this like, Oh, I really want to be an artist. And a, it, I, the, all those things are true, but it yeah. wasn't necessarily like, just like this dream I'm throwing out there. It's like, no, this is a good, this is a good it's solid a investment. Not every song's necessarily going to recoup, but every now and then one song might <laughs> go on a little run that, that covers the, that shares the load Please. that. And then, and then house shows that's kind of private house shows are, that's, that's the way I make my gigging money right now. Yeah. Um, I just kind of stumbled on that over time of like, what can what can I pull off practically having young kids and like not wanting to be like a tour warrior at this point? Yeah. Maybe that's a later stage, but what can I pull off? And it's just one off kind of private events with um, that house shows that that the, the the promotional burden isn't on me with those either. Yeah, it's more just to find one person who really loves it and believes in it and wants to introduce their friends to it. And yeah, and just say the number and see if they say yes. You know, um, and then that becomes its own. Yeah, that can turn into a negotiation process. But that's I enjoy that more than like the book a room, stress about tickets for two, 
there's three months yeah be on the stage and like kind of like this is a lot of work for you know 300 bucks or whatever yeah um so yeah streaming and house shows but dude i mean yeah i there's a there's sometimes i feel there's sometimes i feel like a fraud because i don't play out like I don't book the room. Like you're like you're hitting the road. You're playing all over the country. You're you're pl- you're like doing the gig. Yeah. That there's a there's a legitimacy and a uh, a clout that I think comes from like playing rooms. Right. That I don't really have. I don't have that even in Denver. Really. See, some people are like oh, Joel's in Denver. You know, <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. So that's How, great. I haven't played you out. Can you can live know? wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. I I envy that. Right. Uh, uh, it, it's just different. Yeah, it's just different things. I mean, when I'm home, I'm playing six gigs a week to pay bills, and they're gigs, not shows. Right, 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 right. I, out of the 220 performances I did in 2022, that's, all but 50 of them number. were gigs. Right. You know, the three-hour, right, right, right. four-hour singing your butt off, yeah. which is how I pay for things. But that's yep. that's yep. okay. It does right, it right. does well. But yeah. like I I look at you know you have what 220,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and uh, the number, it's not like you just got one song on a playlist. It, sure, sure, you're sure. consistently getting a lot of streams mm. um, and consistently getting a lot of engagement interaction. Mm. And that goes a long way because you're not just the musician, you're an artist, sure, right? Sure, you sure. have a a thing, which is, which is really neat. I, at mm. what point did you start to see mm. some traction on Spotify or, or streaming yeah. platforms? Gosh, I can't remember what the first one was, but I mean, so like the first EP, I, I put an EP out right out of college. Uh, so that was 2012. And I just remember being on CD Baby. And it, and there's like the button of like, which stores do you want to send it to? Right. And I remember, I didn't even know what Spotify was, but I remember being like, oh, I'll click that little box. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I do think that was a weird, just lucky timing of like the first EP I put out. The living room EP. The living room EP. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull it up. Um, you're good. That, that went out and went on to Spotify. And I remember like my college friends went to a small college. So there's like, it was like known like, oh, Joel's a songwriter and he's going to put out an EP. So then all my college friends like listen to it on Spotify for the first year of its life. We graduate and they're like, the Spotify, what's this? Joel's music is on there. So there's this little group that kind of rallied on this EP. And then there was a song called known and loved that, that I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's so slow, man. Like it's hard to answer the question of when did the traction hit, but it's yeah. just so slow. Right. But that over time people like I, I've always believed songs are for specific people that's the kind of thing that like keeps me anchored and grounded at when, mm. when it just feels like what, like what the hell are we doing? Sure. I'm like, well, this song is for someone like a specific person. Yeah. Okay. I'll go to this, you know, I'll go play this gig or write another song or, and that song just kind of started finding, finding people one at a time and you'd get little messages. And so that was like the first song to hit a million streams, but it took it like eight years <laughs> you know a million yeah. streams is a lot of streams yeah it's not, it is a crazy no it's a crazy number on one level and then and then like so then i i'm i'm, I'm talking so much finance i think it's just because of the name of your podcast which i usually don't talk numbers but i'm like okay here's a guy that like is in the is in the thick of it with me of like how do we make this a living yeah <laughs> so yeah. I'm, just, I'm just i feel more comfortable talking numbers here but like it's about four grand 
in royalties if you're if, for a million streams. So you're looking at that. It's like okay, that that song took eight years to make four grand. So that on that level, that's a little discouraging. Um, but then if you have the mindset, like I know you and I share of like, no, this is what I do. Then you're like, that's great. It's paid for itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas people who are like, okay, I'm in this and I need something to happen this year or I need something like, this is my new song and I need it to go viral or I, or I need to find my fans now. The number then sounds, uh, like breadcrumbs. But if, but if there's another perspective, like this is what I do. Oh my goodness. That song, like good job song. Yeah. So you're going to talk to songs. Like, yeah. That's eight years hard labor. When it's not like you waited eight <laughs> years to put out more music, right? right All this right, other right. groundwork. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of it too, is just to consistently, I guess, to consistently release music. There's a false narrative that to release a new song means you're giving up on your old song. That it's like, no, the best thing for your old song is to release a, yeah. a new album. Sure. That's, that's kind of something I'm, I'm rallying on recently. Uh, Known in Love got some traction. There was a song called Give Our Hearts Some Weight that like found a little SoundCloud. That like found a SoundCloud um, like wave. And it just like a weird people found it and it, it spiked. And I did, didn't get paid anything for that. But that was a nice, just like, okay, people are hearing the song. We've gotten some um, placements too, right? You got the the Marvel placement. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my placements so far though are like not me it's like other people <laughs> that i wrote with that then m kind of made it happen and then i'm just a part of it because yeah. we wrote the song together so i've had placements as a writer okay not as an artist um that uh and then the, the recent traction i was talking i was talking about was the song this could be which this 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 will be fun to talk about just because it's like how does a song so it happened because there's a company called Artlist, which is like Musicbed. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, so like in the sync world, there's macro sync, which is like TV shows, movies, or uh, commercials. And then there's micro sync, which is like there's vloggers, there's YouTubers, there's influencers, right? That'll just yeah. use songs and all their little content. Artlist is a place where content creators like YouTubers or anything, um, they subscribe to it and then Artlist collects all the music and says, we've cleared everything for this. You can use it in your YouTube videos. You can use it in your, yeah. So it's set. And I, I hadn't had any syncs as an artist. So I was like, let's just, I'm just going to throw my stuff onto Artlist. Um, that was like two and a half, three years ago. So I put my, my most, my last album, a place I knew before onto Artlist and then that turned into the song This Could Be, then just started getting used in like a bunch of wedding videos. Cool. And that it's its own little, like never would have expected. That was the 11th song on the album. It was a little off off of what I normally do in terms of like sad grieving songs. Like it's like a happy love song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it found its its little people and then got used in a, and then there was a couple bigger YouTubers that like, you know, they're, they'd been tracking their relationship with their fan base and then they got engaged and married and yeah. that song was like in their wedding video. Wow. So that led to some organic like Spotify, uh, traction for that song. Okay. And that literally happened like, that was like last March 
less than a year ago, that song from being on Artlist to getting put in wedding videos on YouTube then had its its own like that's that that surpassed so like known and loved took eight years to get a million streams and then this could be then took like two years to get to a million but thanks to the wedding so it's like we're getting better at <laughs> we're getting, getting quicker <laughs> yeah yeah of course but it's it's outside of your control in a weird way yeah too. of course um, long answer to the traction question uh, what what was ju- what was jumping out to you though from that rant? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot <laughs> all of it. Oh gosh. Um, wait, it's just interesting. It's yeah, interesting, yeah. and I you know the artless thing is that it, it can come from anywhere, right? There's all these right, right, right. different little avenues to to pick from, and and you have one. I mean, you've got a mm. you've got an avenue, and and uh, and it's successful, and it's mm. great. Like you're raising a family in Denver, mm. and doing music i mean that's that's amazing so that yeah there's more to that story too that um like i i've at this point i fundraise i still fundraise like a salary for me to be an artist so like the music isn't paying all the bills yet we're still in a that's why i'm not that's why i don't have to gig quite like you do yeah to like pay all the bills yeah so it's it's kind it's it's not quite patreon but it's a very diy like so I was on, I was on staff at a church as their music director, and doing the artist thing for a long time, like both. And it was always like both are kind of fighting, and yeah. both were kind of struggling because the other existed. Yeah, it was like I wasn't a great employee, <laughs> and the artist thing was just kind of limping along. Yeah, and then about uh, it was in 2020, got to a point where it was like one of these needs to go so I can be better at the other. Yeah, and the artist thing. It became clear for, through a bunch of conversations and some prayer, like, okay, well, let's do the artist thing. Um, but I had to do it in a way that wasn't financially risky because <laughs> of the fam. Yeah, right. Um, so then I ended up, I was like, okay, I'd done Kickstarters before. I didn't really mess with Patreon, but it was um, the model we came up with was, okay, I'm just actually going to kind of old school, like, look for patrons like actual patrons to say, this is, I, I would like to be an artist. I think it's going to sustain itself. Here's my vision. Here's why I'm doing it. All these things. Um, and so I, I just fundraised a salary and then the, the wrinkle to it was that, that I was able to pitch the church and say, the church has the church I was working at. They have not there. It's a nonprofit. I said, you don't have to pay me a salary. And they were actually a big part of helping me dream this up but can you just create a position at your church um, so that I could fundraise through it? It's like reverse money laundering. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah right. They're a nonprofit. I didn't want to as an it's individual. Very yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to as an individual just go to friends and say, I want to be an artist. Can you like write me some checks? We kind of wanted to make it a formal, like, okay, no, this is an official arrangement. So yeah. So I'm an artist in residence now is what it, what we called it. Cool. Fundraise a salary. There's like 80 patrons that they're able to give to a nonprofit in a way that's tax deductible for them. So they're donating to the church. And then, so that's my setup now. My salary is coming from patrons. The goal is that as the music makes money, then I'm going to be able to replace what the patrons give. Mm. Um, 
this is like all, you know, this is the things I wonder if I should post on social media because people see what people are doing and think, oh, he's like, you know, you're successful or you've made it. And it's all for any musician. It's like a piecemeal of like, I gig, I teach, yeah, yeah. I this, I that. Yeah. And for me, it was like, I, I think I could fundraise. I think I can fundraise with the, with with the good relationship we have with this church and then just some friends from college that were always like, I think you should keep writing songs, was able to put together this pretty piecemeal thing of like, okay, there's patrons that want me to continue to be an artist. Um, hopefully I don't need the patrons forever. Like hopefully <laughs> the songwriting will become its own self-sustaining thing. But right. that's that's like how, that's brought it up because I didn't want you to get the sense like, it's I'm totally feeding the family just off like Spotify streaming and that, you know, sure, sure. Ha have fundraised a salary to do that. Um, Everybody's doing something. Right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You can, totally. It's, it's yeah. Whether it's Patreon or right. a different fundraising or, or, uh, yeah. Cover gigs yep, yep. or teaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very, everybody's doing something. I mean, it's very hard to make a good, full-time living where your family can be comfortable off of right, right, off right, of right. one thing gosh yeah 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 and my fr my friend the other day just said like um the kind of the only measure of success in the arts world should just be are you still doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that you know like that that should be it we have these false that's why i love i mean i love the name of your podcast like there's these false definitions of what success is in right in these sort of spaces that uh, it's like are you still are you still doing that yeah yeah i am so like that is success like nobody i compare it to like restaurants um like in music your our friends and family almost look at it as like unless you're a national chain you have yeah. not been successful right which isn't true like if there's a really great little local restaurant that like employs a couple people and feeds like that's a successful restaurant They're right in business right if it's not a but people look at musicians almost like if you haven't if you aren't nationally touring or if you aren't like a household name right that that you're like still struggling sure <laughs> well in there in there's and there's you know the also when you're talking about national touring yeah I feel like it's such an imposter sometimes to say I'm on tour as people say, mm. oh, wow, you're on tour? And it's like, it's not like that. <laughs> it's not at all. Like how you're picturing it, it it's not like it's, that. Well, it's a lot of work. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not uh, thousands of screaming fans. Sure. Like, sure, sure I played sure. in someone's backyard on a Tuesday night. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what role does uh, faith play mm. in your music? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Dude, I'm unpacking that because I don't like, I'm not as vocal on social media about that because I, I, I think I get afraid it'll get misinterpreted like like most things on social media Yeah, do. So that, like, I kind of save that for like, for like hanging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it's not, but, yeah. but I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know. There's like a fear of, but I mean, it's, it's like a very core it's a very core influence. I have lots, we could have a long talk about like the idea of Christian music. That's like a, like if I go look at my Spotify playlist, sometimes I just end up cringing because some of, <laughs> just some of what they are. I'm like, mm, like that's not, 
sure quite what it is like the, even just the phrase christian music i struggle with because it's using that word as an adjective and it's like it's basically just a marketing term right uh it's like and i get asked a lot like is your music christian and i'm like ah was your breakfast christian you know like i don't don't know what that means i don't know what you're saying you're a christian and you make music yeah and that's that's a popular way some people have landed on that that's that i think i like but it's a really confusing and and it's a fun conversation it doesn't need to feel it's a fun conversation to be like that's that's a marketing term that people want to know like like CCM would be the official like music industry term, right? Like contemporary Christian music, and that has its own sound. It's like, no, I'm not making that. Well, it's um, it's like I don't know if you can put Christian in a category like you put. Yeah. Uh, well, I, genres have gotten so big, so right, maybe I'm just right, saying right. something dumb. But yeah, it's yeah. not like rock and roll, country, yeah. and Christian. Yeah, like, yeah. what does Christian sound like? <laughs> it's sort of been defined, but right, it's right, right. other things. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, no, but faith, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, and that's a deep, that's a, that, the, the, all the, all the, all the music comes from that place. One of my favorite, like, music reminds me of my first home in God. That's like one of my little. That's like a centering. It's like that's that's one of the times where I remember what that might have felt like. Is like right. So that's so it's every song I write is its own like, sort of prayerful spiritual experience of like oh yeah. this feels nice i yeah. like this yeah i have my own twisted warped perceptions of what god might be like but when i'm writing a song i'm kind of like okay there's something this i think this is right i want to protect this i think this is what it would be like to be with god is like when i'm writing when i'm working on a song yeah so it's like that's a way to answer the question just how much is faith a part of the music is like it's pretty core <laughs> yeah but but i mean it's a long conversation even we don't need to get into this but just the way uh um american christianity has become like pretty uh toxic and abusive and i don't want to really associate as much with that yeah and i don't want to get uh wrongly labeled or gosh yeah it's funny man i'm a verbal processor so i just gotta like talk no don't know this is great yeah <laughs> yeah thanks for asking the question though it means a lot that you were that you were willing to ask i appreciate that uh and yeah i gotta figure out how to talk about my faith like on the internet i don't know how yeah but like if you listen to my whole catalog people are like okay i get it yeah sure you know there's some there's faith elements but a song or two at a time you're kind of like oh oh nice little melody you know well Um, and i think i noticed it more from your earlier stuff and maybe that's just a difference in production i don't know yeah 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 um that that could be that's a good and that's honestly one of the reasons i love working with john is because it's just not going to sound anything adjacent to that yeah (laughs) right even if lyrical content was more faith forward his ear as a producer is just so one of a kind. You're not, you know, that's not going to be the, oh, is he a Christian? It's not, <laughs> right, it's not the right. sonic like world that it lives in. Um, but dude, yeah. I mean, that's a good long talk. We, we should keep having at a pub or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, it's, it's noon. Yeah. No. yeah. 
Uh, it, speaking of the production, w- yep. which is great, and three of these 11 songs have been released, I'll Be Here, mm-hmm. uh, which I, we mentioned earlier came out on January 13th, mm-hmm. uh, Cluttered Soul and mm-hmm. Layers are the three songs that have come out. No, my man. You've put these out in singles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you do that for all 11 tracks? Mm, I think So I think what it's going to be, oh yeah, this, I mean, we're going to drop the info now here. It's, yeah, we're I, not I, releasing I, things anymore, <laughs> we're dropping them. I like it. <laughs> I think I'm going to do eight singles. Um, and what's nice is that we can kind of keep it in flux. If like after I've done six, I don't like, I'll do at least six. I might feel like, okay, this is annoyingly drawn out, mm-hmm. but it just makes too much sense to like give each song its own little release moment uh, to just do as many singles as I can. The way it, it makes me sad because my favorite way to experience songs is like in an album form. Like that's where they're in their proper context, but it just makes too much. It just makes too much, too much practical sense to let each song have a little shot at all the Spotify hype. That's fine. What I think I'm going to do is do like some private listening parties, like virtual and just say, okay, for the people that really love albums, let's sit down as a group and we'll listen to the album straight through the rest of the world can have them one at a time but like if there's like super fans that want the album experience i still want to offer that i'll probably do that like in the next couple weeks here how will you do that i mean i need to figure it out like will people be able to see you reacting to your own songs in real time i don't know like i need to figure out which platform to do that on of like how to give people an audio feed that's high quality and it might just be a chat room uh that we set up or maybe there's a way to do like a private YouTube that's, I got to figure it out. Or like audio movers. Have you ever used that? Uh-uh. That's like a remote. Oh, like yes. Like mixing. Yes, I have. It's like maybe we'll just, and I think there's a chat feature in that. I'd need to figure, or maybe like Twitch, but I've never been on Twitch. But uh, but uh, I need to figure out how to host like an online listening party, I, uh, TBD. Yeah. Um, but some way for people to experience the album in full. Uh, before I do this kind of one at a time Thing. play the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, of course. Uh, so you eight, won't eight make... singles and then I, the way I'm making it sort of like the album will feel like a reveal is the first song, the middle song, and the last song. Will, when the album comes out, it'll be like, ah, here's like the, the bookends in the center, you know? So, oh, I get it, you know, if there's yeah. a thread to it all. Yep. That's how I'm going to try to do it. I don't know. What it, what 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 are your thoughts watching an album get rolled out a song at a time? Is it like a is it like an eye roll? Is it like a is it like a frustration with the <laughs> the, the systems in place? No, or I what? I think it's I think it's what we all got to do. Yeah, and of course, when one of my favorite bands, like when Dawes puts out a new album, mm. I love the first three singles, and then I'm ready for the album. Of right. course, but. If yeah, they did yeah. it that way, I if they said, "Hey, we're releasing a song a month for yeah, yeah. a year," I, I think it'd yeah. be cool. I'd still buy the vinyl. It's wild though, man, because people miss it though. That's what's crazy about it's like there's still people that are like, "I didn't like I'm it, it, from my perspective, I've been like kind of a little loud on social media and constant, <laughs> which I don't like that feeling. Yeah, but there's people that are like, oh, "You have three new songs out that like that are just finding out." So there's yeah. this weird. I mean, that's just the situation. You get followers and you get a little audience, but then your access to them becomes limited over time. 
so there's you that. Mentioned that's that a, on your that's, website. Yeah, that's a reason to do it too. Is just so all the people that would take an interest get a chance to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like a year after the album's out, being like, "You put out a whole album." Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. The, However you do it, they're great songs. Thanks, man. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. And I and I love the production. I, I man, the acoustic guitars are mm-hmm. so warm, and I feel like they're right there next you're to just, my little yeah, ear holes. You're just really in there. They're squeaky yeah. too. Gosh, that took us a minute to. They sound great. They're, they're, distinct. Yeah, it's good. So that's yeah. John, John Joseph produced a guy named Nathan Simino helped engineer. And then a, a local guy, which is exciting, Dave Wilton mixed, and he—I know—he was wrestling the, the guitars, so he's did a good job. His name is to be mentioned if you if you enjoyed, yeah, the sound. Um, and you've also been, you know, aside from consi- doing a really good job of consistently putting out fully produced songs, mm-hmm. you've been doing some collaborations too. Mm-hmm. I know you had, yeah. you had a single come out with Megan Burt, yeah, uh, who was on a previous episode of the podcast. Oh, let's go! Yeah, come on. Uh, I know, I, f- I dude. I, I I wish I I I wanted to like listen to episodes on my way over here, but then I got stuck. Like, I you were talking to your mom. Be, I was talking to my mom, but this is gonna make me take a take a deep dive and kind of catch up. You know, I, I feel like I've been too chatty though. I wish I would have. T- that's why I wish I listened to other episodes to get the vibe. You no, know? you're perfect. <laughs> You're the right. You say like chatty. four words, and then I go on like a six minute rant. That's my just job. Very graciously, like. <laughs> All right, no, now we're going over here. Okay. Uh, collaborations is where you were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how 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 much of a factor does that play? And I mean, mm-hmm. what amount of it is just wanting to make a song with your friend and what mm-hmm. amount of it is thinking with your business hat on? Like, sure, oh, if sure. I collab with you, yeah. this is going to help us both out. It's kind of all of it at once. The, the idea started with like, I know I, I take too long between projects like albums or even EPs. And that was part of the setup of when I had the two, the two jobs like that is like it, it would take so much time and energy and everything just to release the thing Yeah. that then by the time you release it, you're just kind of like, I don't have any, I don't have anything left to like try and promote this money or like inspiration or energy right <laughs> you're just kind of like we got it out that's the win um now now that now that the patrons are in place i have more time to really try and strategize and make a thing snowball but it was also yeah i just didn't want there to be too much time between releases so like what little thing can i tackle and I didn't want just I didn't want to quite just switch to like I'm just gonna release a single for fun. My I think in albums and like if I have a song, I'm like that kind of reminds me of this other song idea. So the songs naturally kind of like gang up to say <laughs> we're not singles. <laughs> yeah, we're like we're we go together. You know, right. you know, like we're we're a part of a bigger body of work. So there was a business hat on and like a a sort of solve of like, Oh, what friends, like what I really love to write with that we could just try and tackle one song and like write a song together and record it. And is that, um, so it's kind of both. It's like, there's people I've been wanting to work with and write with and record with, um, that then that became the project that I could tackle in between albums, you know, yeah. as the album was kind of taking shape in the background of like, 
Oh, let's write a song, which I don't think any of the, it wasn't like in the co-writes we were like, they were all kind of songs that were like half finished too. Right. Cause I would, I don't know if I would have liked that pressure on a co-write of like, we're going to co-write and then we're going to co-release yeah. like that, 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 that's too much pressure then you just need to be in the right and like uncover just do whatever it. happens not knowing where it's gonna live yet right at least that's how i but we like with megan i think we had that half song from like some previous co-write it was like this is i love this we should finish this and then record it you yeah know? and the other collabs were similar kind of there things. were kind of some things started that we felt good about that then that was a nice way to like bridge the releases you also have another, uh, well, I guess as, as part of the collaborations, yeah. a quiet thrill. Yeah, yeah. Which you decided, I, th- mm. I think that's mm. a, a two-person collaboration, mm-hmm. but you also have a band called Quiet Thrill totally. with all lowercase letters. Quiet <laughs> <laughs> Thrill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's another thing. Is that a project that we'll play together at some point? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's... Like my best friend from college, we wrote together and we've collaborated basically on all my stuff and I get, I get to collaborate on his stuff. He lives in Boston. His name's Dan, but we've been, we've been good friends for a long time Mm. and just kind of hit a like, okay, we keep like collaborating on each other's like, let's actually just start a band. Like let's start a, a band and did the thing where it's the band name, but then our names are attached to it. So, so it's kind of, everything is helping each other. Um, I mean, yeah, Dan knows it. Like, I, I, I would love if that like somehow become became the main thing because <laughs> there's a there's a loneliness to just the solo artist thing. Like, I, and maybe anybody who's in a band is like, I wish I had a solo project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anybody who has a solo project is like, I wish I was in a band. Yeah. Maybe that's what's happening for me. But I, I, it's just more fun to to do it with a friend, and then all the little decisions are just easier to make like album artwork, album artwork, release dates, all these things that when it's just you, you're like, I don't know. Like, is there, I don't know. What did most people argue with myself? (laughs) Yeah. You know? So yeah, that, that's a band thing. We just actually recorded another song for that, for that band that I don't know when to release it, but that'll be like, once this album's out, I'll probably dive back into the quiet thrill stuff. Awesome. Um, you got a lot going on. Well, dude, it's a lot of something. One song at a time. One song at a time. You know? Well, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, dude. And, I love uh, it. And, uh, yeah, we'll do it again sometime at the pub. Yeah, we should write a song, too. Uh, we, we, got totally it on, we got it on recording here, like... We said we were going to do it. <laughs> I have so many empty promises from this podcast from people. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. Uh, that's I I believe you. So this one, I'm going to I'm going to text you and be like, "Remember? <laughs> you said episode How many episodes of this have you done? 114 Dude, or something." Dude, see, gosh, that's amazing. That's the stuff. That's all it really is. We just got to keep going. Got to keep going. Episode 100 uh, at the 54-minute mark. Yeah, it's there. (laughs) Write a song. (laughs) Love it, man. Okay, that's my conversation with Joel Anset. Thank you, Joel, for doing it. Appreciate it. Thanks for chatting with me. 
Once again, if you'd like to support the podcast in a monetary way, you can do so at patreon.com slash Andy Sido, S-Y-D-O-W. And if you'd like to support in a non-monetary way, please give it uh, the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, make sure to go check out Joel's music on Spotify. Uh, follow him on the social medias. There's links in the show notes. That's all. I'll chat with you next week. Thanks so much. Thank mm-hmm. you.